Thinking about the good things in your life causes you to be more thankful. Seven eight three six. Choose a winning attitude. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or Facebook Live. Delighted to have you to tune in and join us. Always a wonderful joy to have you with us. We'd like to share just a little humor. A woman was taking an afternoon nap, and when she woke up, she told her husband, she said, I just dreamed that you gave me a pearl necklace. What do you think it means? You'll know tonight, he said. That evening, the man came home with a small package and gave it to his wife. Delighted, she opened it to find a book entitled, The Meaning of Dreams. (laughs) Well, today I want to share from a subject entitled, Choose a Winning Attitude. Choose a Winning Attitude. I just want to look at a particular account over in the book of Genesis, chapter 4. Book of Genesis, chapter 4. And we'll read verses 1 through 8. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. When you get there, say amen. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thou thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And we're talking about choosing a winning attitude, choosing a winning attitude. Abel represents everything 
positive, and Cain represents everything negative. And I believe we have these two individuals, one representing positivity and the other representing negativity, just to show us that we always have two choices. We always have two choices. And these two lives represented positivity and negativity as just a way of reminding us that we always have two choices. We always have two choices. Say that with me. We always have two choices. We always have two choices. We always have two choices in our approach to life, in our attitude, or our outlook on life. We always have two choices. Your attitude determines your direction. Your attitude determines your direction. Our attitude shapes who we are and how we live our lives. And so God was basically saying to Cain, he was saying, Cain, if you have a good attitude, if you have a good heart on it, you can correct yourself, make the adjustment, get better, and be blessed. But a bad attitude will never lead you to anything good. And so this is really what God was saying to Cain. So God actually talked to Cain. He was checking his attitude. And God said, look, Cain, you can have a good attitude. You can make the adjustment. You can change. You'll be blessed. But a bad attitude will lead you nowhere. Someone said that a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You're not going anywhere until you change it. And so that's kind of what he was informing Cain is that negativity breeds negativity. So you can't really have a positive outcome with a negative attitude, a negative outlook on life. And so we always have two choices to choose a winning attitude for each day, for every occurrence, everything that happens in life. We always have two choices. We always have two choices. I want to read a story about a man named Jerry, and this is a true story, but Jerry is the manager of a restaurant, and he is always in a good mood and always has something positive to say. When someone would ask him how he was doing, he would always reply, if I were any better, I would be twins. Many of the waiters at his restaurant quit their jobs when he changed jobs. They would follow him around from restaurant to restaurant. And the reason the waiters followed Jerry was because of his attitude. He was a natural motivator. If an employee was having a bad day, Jerry was always there, telling the employee how to look on the positive side of the situation. Seeing this style really made me curious. So one day I went up to Jerry and asked him, I don't get it. No one can be a positive person all of the time. How do you do it? Jerry replied, each morning I wake up and say to myself, I have two choices today. I can choose to be in a good mood or I can choose to be in a bad mood. Always choose to be in a good mood. Each time something bad happens, I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to learn from it. I always choose to learn from it. Every time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of life. I always choose the positive side of life. But it's not always that easy, I protested. Yes, it is, Jerry said. Life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. 
You choose how you react to situations. You choose how people will affect your mood. You choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. It's your choice how you live your life. Several years later, I heard that Jerry accidentally did something you're never supposed to do in the restaurant business. He left the back door of his restaurant open one morning and was robbed by three armed men. While trying to open the safe, his hand, shaking from nervousness, slipped off the combination. The robbers panicked and shot him. Luckily, Jerry was found quickly and rushed to the hospital. After 18 hours of surgery and weeks of intensive care, Jerry was released from the hospital with fragments of the bullets still in his body. I saw Jerry about six months after the accident, and when I asked him how he was, he replied, if I were any better, I'd be twins. I declined to see his wound because he asked if I wanted to see his scars. I declined, but I did ask him what had gone through his mind as the robbery took place. The first thing that went through my mind was that I should have locked the back door, Jerry replied. Then, after they shot me, as I lay on the floor, I remembered that I had two choices. I could choose to live or I could choose to die. I chose to live. Weren't you scared, I asked? Jerry continued. The paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine. But when they wheeled me into the emergency room and I saw the expressions on the faces of the doctors and nurses, I got really scared. In their eyes, I read, he's a dead man. I knew I needed to take action. What did you do, I asked. Well, there was a big nurse shouting questions at me, said Jerry. She asked if I was allergic to anything. Yes, I replied. The doctors and nurses stopped working as they waited for my reply. I took a deep breath and yelled, bullets. Over their laughter, I told them, I am choosing to live. Please operate on me as if I am alive, not dead. Jerry lived thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also because of his amazing attitude. I learned from him that every day you have the choice to either enjoy your life or to hate it. The only thing that is truly yours that no one can control or take from you is your attitude. So if you can take care of that, everything else in life becomes much easier. And so we have this choice every day. We have this choice. We always have two choices. We always have two choices. One of the remarkable things about the great inventor Thomas Edison, when his factory was on fire, and all of his life's work was being burned up. He said, isn't it wonderful that all of our mistakes are being burned up and we get the opportunity to start over fresh? And then he told his children, he said, run, get your mother. Tell her to come quickly because she'll never see another fire like this. And so he has such a positive attitude and such a positive outlook on life. And so we always have two choices. There was a woman who was legally blind and she was a widow. Her husband had recently died and so she was going to have to be placed in a nursing home because she was 92 years old. And as she awaited in the lobby of the nursing home, one of the attendants came to escort her to her room. 
And he began describing her room to her as they walked down the corridor. And she said, oh, it is beautiful. But he said, you haven't seen it yet. She said, it is beautiful. She said, I don't need to see it. She said, it's beautiful not because of how the furniture is arranged. It's beautiful because how my mind is arranged. I've already decided beforehand that it's beautiful and that I'm going to be happy in it. Happiness is a decision you make beforehand. You choose to be happy. Choose to be happy. John Wooden said, he said, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. I want to give you some things to, to help maintain a positive attitude. I sat down and just tried to list some things that would help us with our attitude. Because attitude is really a daily decision. You have to choose every day the attitude you'll embrace for that day. And it's something you have to consciously maintain. You have to consciously maintain the right attitude. So I just want to give you some things. I jotted down, I don't know, maybe eight or nine things. I just want to give you things that will help you to maintain a positive attitude. Number one, I jotted down time spent with God. Time spent with God. Nothing helps your attitude more than time spent with God in prayer in reading his word, communion and praise and worship. There's something that happens when you spend time with God. Our focus is turned to him. Our focus is on him. We become much more expectant, much more confident. Our hope and our trust is built up. And our inner man develops. And to have a good attitude, you really have to live life from your inner man. You don't live life from the outside in. You live life from the inside out. And so time spent with God, this is what develops you on the inside. It develops the inward man, the inward man, the hidden man of the heart, your spirit. And so that's where your inward man is nourished and fed and developed. And so you live life from the inside out. And I believe that that's the number one way of having a good attitude in life is because of your spiritual union with God, because you've been in the presence of God, and because of that victory and that joy and that peace that's on the inside of you, and you live life from that position of the inside, what's going on in your heart, in your spirit, man. That comes from being in God's presence. And so we have a great advantage when we've spent time with God. Things just don't bother you and irritate you as they would if you have no time spent with God. So number one is, I would say, time spent with God. Time spent with God. Number two, these are just some natural things that help us to maintain a positive attitude in life. I would say a good night's sleep, getting plenty of rest, good night's sleep, seven or eight hours of sleep a night. I believe that when you're well rested and refreshed and renewed, you can have a better attitude. Because if you aren't well rested, if you don't get a good night's sleep, you find you're a little bit more easily irritated and you can become a little negative because you're fatigued, you're tired, you're not at your best physically. And you can become moody and you can gravitate toward negativity when your body is tired, fatigued. And so I would say that a good night's rest, good night's rest helps you to have a positive attitude, helps you to have a positive attitude, a winning attitude. Number three, I would say 
De-stressing yourself helps you to have a positive attitude, a winning attitude. De-stressing yourself. Life can be so stressful from all the things that come at you in life and all the things that you have to deal with in life. Life can become very stressful and sometimes when you're just stressed out, you're not at your best. And so I think there are some natural de-stressors that will help. And when you de-stress yourself, I believe you can have a better attitude. I believe you can have a winning attitude when you de-stress. So I would just say, you know, go outside, enjoy nature, take a walk in the park or in the woods or by a stream or by a lake. Or if you have the opportunity to go to the beach I would say exercise, exercise, get some sunlight, exercise and get some sunlight, get some fresh air. All of these things renew your whole being. You can just feel your spirit, your body, your mind. You feel everything sort of relaxing and being refreshed and renewed. And that allows you to have a better approach to life. You know, breathe deeply, eat healthy food, make good food choices and take good care of your body. I believe that helps you to have a positive attitude toward life. You're able to respond better when your body is operating at optimum levels. So things that you can do to de-stress yourself and get a good night's rest and take care of yourself. And I believe it's out of this place of wholeness that allows you to have a better perspective of life when you're coming from a place of wholeness. Then number four, I would say, learn to appreciate and be grateful in life. Learn to appreciate, be grateful in life. When we learn to give thanks, we're learning to concentrate on the good things that we have in life. We're concentrating on the good things. So when you give thanks, you're thinking of all the good that you have, and it causes you to concentrate on the good things. And then, you know, likewise... Thinking about the good things in your life causes you to be more thankful. So it actually becomes a cycle. The more you think about good things, the more thankful you become. And the more thankful you become, the more you think about good things. <laughs> so it's actually a cycle that feeds itself. And you want to get into that cycle. So you want to get into the cycle of being grateful. Thinking on the good things that you have in life. The good things that are part of your life. And this helps you to have a positive attitude, a winning attitude comes out of gratitude when you're grateful, when you're grateful. When you're grateful, you treat people better. When you're grateful, you just have a better perspective and a better outlook on life. And so I believe that really helps us to have a more positive attitude when you're thankful and when you're grateful. Notice what Philippians 4, 8 says when we talk about Thinking about good things, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And so you think on good things and that increases your gratitude. And then the more you're grateful, then the more you're thinking on good things. And so it becomes a continuous cycle that feeds itself. And I believe Philippians 4.8 is simply, to boil it down in a nutshell, is saying find something positive in everything. Find something positive in everything. Find something positive in everything. I have a good friend of mine. He's been battling cancer for the last few years. 
And he hasn't let it stop him or interrupt his life at all. And I've just been amazed. And I was talking with him the other day. I said, man, how do you do it? How do you do it? And he said, there are two reasons that I've been successful battling this. He said, number one, my faith in God. He said, number two, I don't allow any bad thoughts. I only think on the good things and I keep moving. And he said, those have been the things that have carried me and allowed me to continue to thrive and to beat this illness because of my faith in God. And I refuse to think on negative things. I refuse to think on bad things. And he is simply just flourishing. And it's amazing. It's a miracle to watch that even though he's had attack on his body, it has not diminished his spirit. And that's why we have to live our lives from the inside. You want to be strong on the inside. The Bible says that the spirit of a man will sustain him in his infirmity. So if you're strong on the inside, then God's life that's on the inside of you flows out of you to the outside. And so we always deal with people based on God's life in us. God's life in us flowing out of us is how we handle our relationships. It's how we handle everything in life. And so that's why my number one thing is you want to spend time with God because it's his life in us coming out of us. That's what gives us a great outlook and a positive attitude in life. So you want to find something positive, find something positive in everything. Bishop Dale said, he said, the only difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude. It's the only difference. The only difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude. Yesterday, me and my little daughter, we were driving on the highway and all of my lights on the dashboard began to act up and my car just cut off and I was able to get to the shoulder of the highway. So I knew it was my alternator. I knew my alternator had gone out. And so we were just stranded on the highway. And, you know, I didn't let it frustrate me or bother me. You know, I opened the doors, and we were just standing there. I called a record service, and they said it would be about an hour and a half. I said, yeah, sure, that's fine. Take your time. And so we decided to just make it a fun event. I'd never been stranded on the highway before. It was quite thrilling, quite thrilling. And so my little girl said, she said, you have anything to eat? I said, you know, just so happened I do. I do. And so I had some little nutrition bars and I said, we'll share it, and we shared our nutrition bar, and I had water in the car, and it was a beautiful day, a beautiful day. I had to use the restroom. I said, I'll be right back, and you know, God provided all the restrooms I needed because it was a wooded area right down the side of the highway. I had my pick. Any restroom I wanted to go in, it was there and available. So I was lacking nothing, lacking nothing. We just enjoyed ourselves. And sure enough, our tow truck showed up. He was actually 30 minutes early, so we were only there for one hour. And then we got a chance to ride in a tow truck. We had never ridden in a tow truck. My little girl was excited, and it felt like we were on a field trip. It felt like we were riding on the bus on a field trip. And so we both sat up front, and, and the driver said, he said, how does it feel to be in here and there's no hood? And we looked out front, and sure enough, there's no hood on the front of that tow truck. It's just straight down like a bus. And we laughed and laughed, and so he felt like he was just taking us on a little road trip, and we just had fun. And so we made the best out of it. We enjoyed it, never 
complain. And so that's the attitude that we take in life. And, you know, I had not even thought about it, but I just rolled with the punches and enjoyed life and made the best of every circumstance. So you always find something positive in everything. So we just made a road trip out of it, made a day trip out of it. And so that's what we have to do. We have to always find something positive in everything. Here's some other keys, and then I'm done. A few other keys to maintain a positive attitude in life. Say something positive about others. Say something positive about others. And so learn to compliment people. John Maxwell, he practices the 101 principle, 101% principle. And that means find one thing and give it 100% encouragement. So just find one thing that a person's doing right. Find one thing about a person that's good and then put 100% encouragement behind it. That's 101% principle. So compliment people. Always encourage people. Help bring the best out in others. Look for something good to say. Let people know that they are the best, that they are winners. And never let the worst in others get the best of you. Never let the worst in others get the best of you. You are a lifter. You are a lifter by nature because of God's spirit. You are a natural lifter and encourager. You brighten. And so you always say something positive about others. Here's another key. Number six, say something positive about yourself. Say something positive about yourself. Don't say I can't. Don't say I'll try. Don't say maybe. Say I am. Say I can. Say I will. So you always say positive things about yourself. Always say positive things about yourself. Your can't will kill your ability. Cain is your can't. Abel is your ability. Your can't will always seek to kill your ability. And so you have to say positive things about yourself. You should say, I am. You should say, I can. You should say, I am able. How can we complete those? You should say, I am. Then you should have a list of things that describe who you are. The Bible says that you should call forth every good thing that's in you. The Bible says, pull out the good that's in you. List the good that's in you. So you should say, I am. And then you should have a long list of qualities. I am calm. I am loving. I am smart. I am good looking. I am generous. I'm friendly. I'm honest. I'm kind. I am. So you say that about yourself. You should say, I can. Then you should complete that with some positive statements. I can accomplish my goals. I can pursue my purpose. I can make a difference. I can live my dream. Then you should say, I am able. I am able to bounce back from setbacks. I am able to bring hope and joy to others. I'm able to learn and grow. I am able to discipline myself. I'm able to overcome challenges. I'm able to keep a good attitude. I'm able to forgive I'm able to be a good influence wherever I go. I'm able to help and lift others. Acknowledge every good thing in you. The Bible says that in the book of Philemon. Acknowledge every good thing in you. Book of Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Praise God. Stand on your feet. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. But I just wanted to give you just some pointers to help you to maintain a positive spirit. Keeping winning attitude in life. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because brother, you need the word. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled Choose a Winning Attitude by C. Elijah Bronner. 
This message is number 7836. That's 7836. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 7836 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.